Welcome to the Solid Verbal. The Solid Verbal. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I've heard so many players say, well, I want to be happy. You want to be happy for a day? Eat a steak. It's that woo-woo! And now, Dan and Ty. Welcome back to the Solid Verbal, boys and girls. Ty Hildenbrand here, Dan Rubenstein, right on over there. Beautiful New York City. We are back to steal a phrase from... Uh, gosh, am I really stealing a phrase from Mike and Mike? I was going to say no, back and don't. better than ever, Dan. No, no. Come I apologize. On, don't don't borrow from the lesser. We're better than that. We are back. We may be better than ever. You can hit us up at solidverbal at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter at twitter.com slash solidverbal. On Facebook, facebook.com slash solidverbal. Find us on FanCred, and we will get to your reverbs momentarily. But Daniel, how are you? Welcome home. Uh, thank you. It's good to be back. I'm in my living room. Um, you know, it was a, an up and down week in Dallas. I, I would say much more up than down. Disappointing results to Ohio State, Oregon for my personal fandom, but um, really good football, uh, at least from one and a half of uh, of the sides in that game, I would say. And uh, excited for the offseason. And in case you just started tuning in during the regular season, the offseason, we do all sorts of fun college football things, and we talk to a lot of our friends. Obviously, during the season, we we unfortunately have to neglect a lot of our, our favorite guests to come in and talk college football. So excited to talk to all of them and sort of recap things and look forward and delve into deeper issues and honestly get weird because we like the Q&As. We like the life advice. We like just going in different directions. And it's a time really, if nothing else, to, for everybody to get a fully formed three-dimensional look into the soul of Tyler Hildenbrandt. So that to me is, is what makes the off season so special, perhaps nearly as special as the regular season itself. A look into Tyler Hildenbrandt's soul, huh? Yeah, this is, I want, this is a very important year for you, Ty. There's a lot going down in the next like three months. Yeah. So I, I'm saying like, I feel like we're going to be able to scrape away a lot of the emotion that, that, or that, or excuse me, a lot of the shell that surrounds your emotion and your inner being, your id. And really, I feel like we're going to, we're going to take a pickaxe to, uh, to the wall around your core and really see what's shining underneath. Did you script this out or are you just making this up on the floor? No, this is all bullshit off the top of my head. <laughs> Well, I look forward to that as well. You have a wonderful way of always making me uncomfortable. Good. We welcome all of you back to the Solid Verbal. Thanks for hanging with us as we took the last week or so off as we returned and settled back in. My voice has now returned somewhat back to normal. I'm not coughing and sneezing and blowing my Good. nose all over, uh, all over you, all over the microphone, all over our guests. Hey, that's an improvement. We've got uh, reverbs here which I want to play our good friend Taylor from uh, Red Shell Radio and now the Zardcast, Washington Wizards podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, he put the national championship oh, reverb together. by the way, Ty. Yeah, let's have a listen to these. Dan, it's not your fault. No, seriously, Dan, it's not your fault. Hi, guys, this is Ryan in Fargo, North Dakota. Rich is in Spain. This is Casey from Tuscaloosa. Hey, this is Mike from the Bull City. Oh, we built this city on Cardale Jones. Ohio State National Champions. Oh, my God, it's so great. That night here in Eugene, Oregon. As a lifelong Ducks fan, it's still surreal for me to see them competing for a national championship. Props to Ezekiel Elliott, the Urbanator, Ohio State's Lions. 
for Virginia Tech for the true 2015 National Champions. Never would have fought it after the Virginia Tech weekend, but freaking awesome. OH. I just fumbled my beer, and I'm pretty sure Oregon recovered. So Penn State's best win ended up being a double overtime loss to Ohio State. So midway through the third quarter, the turnover margin is 4-0. The question is, Dan, how many goats did you have to sacrifice for this one? I had a buddy just text me and says, why do we feel the need to keep our opponents in the game? I think it's because we hate ourselves. We're from Ohio. Friday night, and I've uh, found myself in withdrawal from Fallout Boy. Do you think Mark Helfrich will remember that fourth and one call for centuries? Wow, Oregon. Who would have thought they would have quit on the national stage like that? Man, Mariota. good luck in Tennessee. Lifelong Ohio State fan and alumni. Had to tell you, nothing but respect for the Oregon Ducks. Thank you to Marcus and the entire team for an incredible season. And I think in beginning to understand how the rest of the country felt during the SEC's reign of terror, roll tide. Since college football was over, I decided I want to talk about something else. I cannot believe that they let Ashley S. get a rose. That is ridiculous. I also half expected Kimberly to walk back in the room again after they let her go. Wow. Okay. So uh, we're going bachelor here. Yeah, I think we should. Well, we're going to talk some life stuff after we, we go around the country and talk about college football news and yeah. sort of our, our own stock up and stock down across the, the college football landscape. But I have some questions for you. You have about questions the bachelor, for me. Just general stuff. Um, sort of tangential to The Bachelor. We've got a really good life advice question. And I will say, as for the reverbs, tie, I don't know if you noticed, we got a really good win-loss reference yep. for Penn State that their best win was a loss uh, to Ohio State. And God, there was something else I wanted to mention, and now I forget. But um, it was... Uh, it was a lot better than I think it could have been. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse, knowing that you're an Oregon fan. Sure. And one of the things that we discussed before we hit record, mm-hmm. when we did our recap show a week yeah. ago our show always does better when one of our teams has a crushing defeat <laughs> unfortunately true. it was you on the short end of the stick this time usually it's me usually it's notre dame this time it was oregon now that you've had a week to reflect on this loss dan yeah how, how does it feel now seven day seven days removed from finishing second uh, it sucks, but it feels fine. Um, you know, th- there's only so much. I'm one of those types of fans and I hope that we have more of these than, than we don't that, you know, it hurts to lose a huge game. It's disappointing, but ultimately you can't let it affect other things in your life for very long. And I came right back to the SB nation house. You were there right after the game and it was disappointing and I had lost my voice and I was bummed out, but I had a bunch of work to do and we had solid verbal to record. So it, it quickly sort of helped me put everything in perspective and make sense of things in a, a seemingly, I tried to be at least sort of take the 30,000 foot view of the game and then also sort of talk about it as somebody with a, a rooting interest in the game. But, um, I'm doing all right. I'm I'm excited to uh, to move on to to next year. Just as a college football fan in general, excited to see how all sorts of storylines that were just sort of in the early bloom see how they they appear to the world as as we look forward. And uh, I'm optimistic about Oregon. I think they've recruited well. They've built depth up everywhere. Um, quarterback is obviously a huge question and they're one of the few teams I would say at this point that deserve a benefit of the doubt for quarterback development. It's, you know, 
It's going to be nearly, it's, it's stupid to expect anything near what Marcus Mariota was able to do physically, but um, to, to think that they can develop a successful quarterback in this system, I don't think is unreasonable. And stock up Ohio state. We'll get to that in a little bit, yes. but Ohio state clearly, God, they were, and if I can echo what I think everybody said in that game. And I just read a piece, 11 warriors. If you don't read 11 warriors and you're Ohio state fan, that's kind of weird. Uh, they did a really good X's and O's piece. I tweeted it out from uh, the solid verbal account. Um, it was, it was magnificent to watch a team that prepared and as talented as they very clearly are. A lot of teams are talented and don't live up to their abilities. Ohio state, and forget about Cardell Jones. He was, he was great. And Ezekiel were great, but defensively to do what they did to stop Oregon, they were so sound, so disciplined and made so many open field tackles. Um, it was, uh, it's difficult when you're rooting against that, uh, and, and against that possibility, but it's also great to see excellence on a certain level. And that certainly was what Ohio state was. Yeah. And our focus now is going to shift towards 2015. And as you alluded to, this is a team that's very young. This is a team that's got a lot of talent. This is a team mm-hmm. that, if things go one direction or another, could end up with three starting quarterbacks on the roster. I don't think that will happen, per se. No. But clearly, they've got Cardale Jones, JT Barrett, Braxton Miller all on the hook. If all three want to come back, if they want to run three wide with quarterbacks, clearly <laughs> that's something that Urban Meyer could have up his sleeve if things break a certain way. Let's get to some breaking news, though. I guess it's not so breaking, but still. Right. On the topic of the college football playoff, yeah, we didn't have a chance to go through the Nielsen rankings because we were recording mere hours after the game took place. True. College football playoff, 33 million viewers. That <laughs> represents a huge win for ESPN for yeah. the college football playoff as a whole. That was the single most viewed event on cable television. With that said, also 3.9 million tweets that according to Twitter, that's more than the NFC championship. That's more than the AFC championship. I got that from college football talk, which rightly mentions that it wasn't as if the game had anything to go up against. So maybe it's not apples to apples. However, 3.9 million tweets is still a very large footprint for the college football playoff. Have you heard any dissenting opinions of the playoff, Dan? Because I haven't heard them. All the all the playoff people. All the yeah. anti-playoff people have been stunningly silent now after, let's say, January 1. I haven't heard from anybody who now is against the college football playoff. Ty, all of the anti-playoff people are now running the playoff. That's right. Thank you. So, um, yes, I, I was told by all of the people in charge of the college football playoff that a playoff would never work and that it would ruin the integrity of the regular season and that a system like that, a bowl system is so unique to college football and to change that. Okay. That it was all stupid and dumb and everybody realized they could make money and realized it would be smart and fun. Um, I, I don't feel like the, even, even though there are people that aren't necessarily anti-playoff, but pro BCS, um, I, they don't really have much to stand on beyond nope. like, I, I just like it better. I it's to me, it is, it is what college football should be. I, uh, the, uh, the bowls are, that's the best. That's basically what it is. My favorite tweet of 2014. And yeah. you know, I tiptoe around that. I'll just say it was Matt Hayes who sent it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know Matt Hayes. I don't, I don't mean to come at Matt Hayes, but I'm the, fine with that. The tweet, the tweet about you people wanting this 
You people. I've referenced it multiple times now. That's my favorite tweet of 2014. In hindsight, I think it looks silly. I'm sure you could still find some people who would prefer the BCS, but this mm-hmm. year should be evidence enough. This past season should be evidence enough that the teams that the computers pick, the teams that the polls pick, aren't always the best two teams. I right. think we had a pretty good example of that. So congratulations again to Ohio State. A resounding victory. They are your 2015 national champions. In the same breath now, we move to 2015. We start talking about things moving forward. The big news was Cardale Jones. There was some speculation that in light of his 3-0 undefeated start as a college quarterback in the Big Ten Championship National Semifinal and College Football National Championship, that maybe he would take that opportunity to go pro. He is saying no. Wisely. He is saying that education will take him much, much further than anything in this life. He is not one of the underclassmen to have Ohio declared State education? early. Uh, apparently so. <laughs> okay. He is not one of the underclassmen to have right. declared for the draft. That last count, I saw 86 underclassmen declaring early. That's down from 102 in 2014. But if 86 is the final number, and it might not be, but that's still a pretty damn big number, Dan, 86. Right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, any names to you that, I mean, there's a lot of very obvious calls, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota at quarterback, Leonard Williams, all, a lot of no brainers, guys that are fully developed and physically ready and polished at their positions. Any names to you? There's like, well, they could really, it feels like they could benefit from another year. Any of those names that immediately jump off. I mean, obviously sooner legend, Doriel Green Beckham. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. Um, other than, um, I mean, like, I feel like Nelson Aguilar could more like, I feel like his, his receiving polish is probably there physically. It'd be nice to see him with another year of Cody Kessler and a developing offensive line, even though Buck Allen's gone. That's a name that I feel like could have improved his draft stock. Um, Melvin Gordon was a no brainer. George Farmer was kind of a weird one. George, he was George a, Farmer caught me off guard. You know what else caught me off guard? And maybe this is just cause I'm a Penn state grad, a Penn state fan, but yeah, Donovan Smith who started the season as Penn State's lone returning offensive lineman. He didn't have a great year. He he didn't have Mm -hmm. the kind of year that I think elevates a draft stock. My hunch is maybe he just wanted to get off the line because it seemed at least this season to be a bit of a sinking ship. I don't know if he thought waiting around another year would lower his draft stock further to see him come out to me was a bit of a, a bit of a surprise. Always, always fine with any running back coming out. TJ Eldon, of course, uh, uh, Buck Allen at USC. We mentioned Melvin Gordon, Jay Ajayi, uh, Duke Johnson, especially with his injury history. It makes total sense for him to make the money. Not fully. Did, uh, did what's his name? Did Brett Hundley leave? Hundley? Brett Hundley, Hundley, Hundley is leaving. Yes. Yeah. That one to me is a little bit suspect. I felt like he was fine, but this is a, a quarterback heavy year. Um, I, <laughs> I just I feel like with what UCLA brings back next year with the emergence of the running game with how well they've recruited I'm still not crazy about Mora and their offensive coaching staff but I feel like UCLA would be in a good place to really showcase him for a much better pick next year. Maybe I'm wrong and maybe he'll go higher and he'll test really well and do well and impress everybody but Hunley was the one that I I sort of go back and forth with it's also a sneaky good wide receiver year last year it was very very obvious very obvious you knew Sammy Watkins you knew Mike Evans you knew Odell Beckham these guys were going to come out a ton of great rookie wide receivers playing in the league this year but if you look down the list a lot of firepower there 
Sammy Coates could be pretty good in a pro system if he goes yeah. to the right team. Stephon Diggs could be a pretty good deep threat if he goes to the right team. Devin Smith established himself as a pretty good deep threat. He goes to the right team. Again, that's another guy who can make an impact. There are plenty of other names here. Jalen Strong, mm-hmm. another one who's seriously made an impact on the college level. Devin Funchess, maybe he plays tight end at the next level, but Devin Funchess, a really big target who could have an impact for a team. So maybe not quite the star power we saw last year, but these are all guys who were productive in college and I think could be pretty good on the next level. Yeah, Notre Dame with a couple of big wins, I feel like, and guys returning to oh, Notre sure. Dame. I sure. believe what Sheldon Day decided to come back. Sheldon Day coming back. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, the uh, the left tackle. Uh, so the offensive line did well. Everett Golson, of course. I mean, is he? We don't know what his future is. <laughs> don't even get me started on the quarterback. That could be a whole podcast onto itself. Florida State loses a ton, but of course they've recruited exceptionally well. Gerard Hamilton, Gerard Hamilton, Gerard Holloman, excuse me, at Louisville. He decides to leave. Um, Alabama loses a ton, but I, you know, everybody that they lost was expected and ready. I I would say for the NFL, um, there were no, I beyond that. I, I don't, you know, uh, the, the Sean Oakman return to Baylor, I think is huge. And I think they're setting themselves up for a a pretty clear top five, uh, run in 2000. Oh man, hopefully top four for the sanity of Baylor fans, but appearingly at least top five for 2015. Um, there's, you know, Oklahoma with the with all the reshuffling they did would have been nice for them to keep uh, Jordan Phillips, who was fantastically disruptive for the Sooners all season long. Yeah, I was going to say, let's let's hold on the Oklahoma stuff because we're going to get yeah. to that momentarily. Let's move on. Let's let's talk about some other stuff before we do, though. First sponsor of the evening. It's an old friend that we've discussed. <laughs> Who do we got ad nauseum over the last couple of weeks? Let's talk about Bombus. <laughs> that's that's oh the new God. sound I'm playing when we get to a sponsor. Love Bombas. Today's episode sponsored by Bombas, one of our two sponsors, mm-hmm. Athletic Leisure Socks, re-engineered yeah. to look better, feel better, and perform better. If you are looking for comfortable socks, we Always. have said it time and time again. Go to bombas.com slash verbal. It's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash verbal, V-E-R-B-A-L. Mm-hmm. You can either get a free pair of socks or 20% off your order. Do free it. pair or 20% off. They're handing you comfort. That's what they're doing. They make they're comfortable socks. They're to be comfortable. In addition to making comfortable socks, they were founded yeah. to solve a problem. Socks are the number one most requested clothing item at homeless... Se- homeless se- Socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Mm-hmm. They'll donate a pair of socks for each pair bought. Since they started back in October of 2013, they've donated now over 300,000 pairs of socks to those in need so you're not only buying comfortable socks you're also helping a really good cause they are great socks dan i'm not gonna i'm i'm wearing them now i've got the honeycomb on the foot yes got that honeycomb feet i've got the honeycomb on the foot they were researched and developed for two years before hitting the market so you know you're getting socks that are comfortable they fit well they don't slip they last they're built like a honeycomb for strength they've got a cushion blister tab on the Mm -hmm. ankle if you're the athletic type They've been mm. tested at all sorts of different tension levels to make sure they won't fall down. They will last forever. Comfortable socks, bombas.com, B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash verbal. Get yourself a pair, either free or 20% off. Whether it's for yourself or a gift, they will donate a pair to those in need for each pair bought. B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash verbal, Daniel. Ty, you know I live my life yeah. to major, major tenants. 
Number one, always embrace whatever your situation is. Let's make the best of it. Let's let's steer into it. Let's let's make this great. Number two, you're only as comfortable as your feet are. And listen, you, if you want to adhere to that, if, if your feet are warm, you're warm. If your feet are chilled, Bombas, breathe very nicely. Your feet are going to be comfortable. Get on that Bombas train. All right, let's move on. Let's talk coaches. Yes. Let's talk coaches. Since you close with Oklahoma, we'll talk about Lincoln Riley to Oklahoma as the offensive coordinator. Now, this is significant, Dan, for a number yeah. of reasons. Lincoln Riley was previously he, he's with, most recently been with ECU. He was the architect of, of that very good offense. And was with Texas Tech, right? Yes, he was a quarterback at Texas Tech, yeah. Lincoln Riley to Oklahoma would be significant because it signifies, I think, a change in system. To yeah. me, it means they're going back to the air raid now. Uh, I, I would say it's, you know, splitting the difference. I would say Trevor Knight or whoever is going to be throwing passes in Oklahoma, healthy Trevor Knight, presumably. Uh, I would imagine there will be elements of what Oklahoma did successfully with Knight and elements of what Lincoln Riley does well. And like any good offensive coordinator, he'll tailor a scheme and a system to his personnel. And obviously they've recruited a lot of talent to Norman. So I would anticipate some some welcome changes. It almost feels like with the overhaul completely of the Oklahoma staff, it just feels like if Mike's excuse me, Mike Stoops, if Bob Stoops is not going to be moving on to a, a big high profile job somewhere else or in the NFL or something like that, you just you need to refresh every once in a while. You need to reboot. What do you do when your computer screws up first? When in doubt, restart it. And I and I feel like that's what's going on. A much needed reboot at Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley, fresh blood, young blood to come in and sort of revitalize everything. I, I like the move a lot. It feels like, yeah, I think you're right. I think they're going to be adding elements of an offense right. that we saw succeed at TCU, perhaps sort of a, a mobile air raid like Trevon Boykin was running at times uh, in Fort Worth. I, I think that's probably the goal. And we, we saw that with some of the coaches they went after on the TCU staff. But here's my question. Yeah. Didn't they just do the cold reboot of the computer like two years ago? Uh, sort of. I mean, they lost Venables to Clemson. He brought in his brother, but a lot of the, a lot of the coaches that had been in Norman Jay Norvell now has moved on to, uh, to Austin coaching on Charlie strong staff at receiver. I feel like there were a lot of holdover coaches from that change. They were trying to go with like this more of a mobile, like run oriented system for a while there. And now they're scrapping right. that apparently. So I, I wouldn't say completely scrapping. I would say there's, they're going to draw in elements. Um, and I think they're going to be fine. They actually, Oklahoma does a surprisingly good job of spreading out their recruiting radius. They recruit well in California, Texas, Oklahoma. So I'm not terribly worried about players that they have adjusting to new schemes. I think they're versatile and talented enough to be fine. In other coaching news, Jim Chaney yes. in a surprise move, this happened while we were down in Texas talking about the national championship, didn't have a chance to discuss it, but uh, Jim Chaney from Arkansas Decides mm -hmm. to go to Pitt with Pat Narduzzi in a bit of a surprise move, Dan. Uh, a bit of a surprise, but obviously Jim Chaney, a lot of roots in interesting passing games and concepts. And if we learned nothing about Arkansas last year, it was they're entirely happy to keep that Brett Bielema train going and running the ball. So I, without thinking, I don't, it appears that there wasn't any bad blood. Maybe there have been, maybe there was bad blood, but uh, with Jim Chaney getting a, a fresh start at pit with Narduzzi, obviously a defensive guy who you would assume would be relatively hands off with the offense or just sort of overseeing things that maybe Jim Chaney will get a more ideological fit in Pat Narduzzi than he did with Brett Bielema. All right. And then there's Kyle Whittingham. Yes. Kyle Whittingham. We reported on this show. This came 
via our friend Bruce Feldman. We broke the news, everybody. No, we didn't. We didn't at all. We broke nothing, no. <laughs> it was reported that there was some tension between Whittingham and the AD, that perhaps that situation was becoming untenable. So right. naturally, it means he signed a four-year extension mm -hmm. with Utah. Clearly a good move for the Utah Utes. Kyle Whittingham is a good coach. He had that team playing at a pretty high level this year. Yeah. Above average, I'd say. Probably not fair to just say above average. This was a pretty good football team. Oh, Utah was good. I mean, they didn't. The problem is they didn't really have a quarterback or consistent they, quarterback. They couldn't play. get consistent quarterback play, but they were really good along the defensive line. They gave fits yeah. to opponents in the Pac-12. This was the kind of team that could jump up and beat you. Kyle Whittingham staying in place now for four more years. That's a big win for Utah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's Kyle Whittingham is a fantastic coach, and there's you know there's a limited number of things you can do at Utah just because of in-state talent and how talented the state of California is, and how many teams recruit California in their own conference. But yeah, a lot of the, the head bashing between Whittingham and the AD allegedly was over uh, salary pool of assistance, which we've seen come up everywhere really. And we saw Jim Harbaugh allegedly take less money at Michigan so that there was more money in that pool for assistance, which makes sense. Um, and Whittingham lost assistance this off season. And if you want to continue success and Utah reached really nice levels this year, particularly along both lines, playing very physically, uh, and, and really just beating everybody up win or lose, you beat USC and you beat UCLA in a season. You want to keep whatever it is that you're doing going. And I, I don't blame Kyle Whittingham for fighting for his assistance. And because he, Kyle Whittingham on the open market would be very, very attractive. And when you have a good coach in college football, Utah wisely did apparently whatever it did whatever it took to keep him in uh in salt lake city gene chizik back in the game mm -hmm. no longer just the analyst gene chizik going to north carolina as defensive coordinator an interesting move if only because gene chizik previously was a head coach at auburn won a national championship with Cam not Newton. familiar north carolina needs to play defense that's yes, been the do. achilles heel they had a hard time finding some rhythm with their offense initially this season. Yeah. Once they got going, scoring points was not a problem. Stopping opponents has been the issue for yeah. the Tar Heels now over the last two seasons. I think if you're Larry Fedora, you need to try and bring in some name power on that defensive side to get something going because it's really been a bugaboo for them. Yeah, good use of bugaboo. Thank um, you. I, I would also say shaving sideburns, another strength of Gene Chizik. <laughs> Sideburn free since 63. I'm so glad we can make that in. joke again. I forgot all about uh, that. Yeah, did some work for ESPNU, so I guess he's technically staying somewhat local, ESPNU in Charlotte, so he's taking the job in uh, in Chapel Hill. Uh, much needed, and honestly, it's, it's a good fit. He's a good recruiter. He should be able to recruit a ton of really, really good athletes, North Carolina, not unlike what Butch Davis was able to do. And I, I see that as a big win for North Carolina, unless he really is looking at this as a, a stepping stone situation to be a head coach again. But if, if there is that sort of like coach guidance counselor, which God, I wish there were in the NFL and in college, like, Hey, you're an assistant. Hey, you're a coordinator. And that's cool. That's great. You can leave a fulfilling life as a coordinator. I hope somebody whispers that into to Gene Chizik's here, at least in the next two to three years. I think he'll, he'll make for a, a very, very nice coordinator for North Carolina. And then that brings us to our final coaching news of the Lane word. Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Didn't forget about him, did you, Dan? No, no I did not. Lane Kiffin reportedly, according to Adam Schefter, right. one of the front runners for mm -hmm. the 
now vacant 49ers, San Francisco 49ers of the National Football League. Mm. Lane Kiffin reportedly a front runner for that 49ers vacant offensive coordinator position. I'm guessing, Daniel, they did not watch the tape from the national semifinal game. However, Lane Kiffin <laughs> did have a banner year. I think I think to it to a very good degree. I don't know how to feel about this, Dan. I've made so much fun of Lane Kiffin. I've enjoyed making the jokes about Lane Kiffin for the last couple of years that right. taking him serious now as potentially an offensive coordinator mm -hmm. for a big market name brand NFL team. Mm -hmm. To me, that feels a little dirty. However, he did have a pretty good year. Whatever jokes you want to make. Cast them aside. Lane Kiffin did a pretty good job for Alabama this season. Oh, Balanced yeah. the pieces pretty well down there. Obviously played a big part of them getting to the college football playoff as a whole. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how he does with a guy like a Colin Kaepernick. I can't project forward how he would do on the next level. But right. certainly if you're able to take the head coaching portion out of Lane Kiffin and just have him coach offense, it would seem as if he is set up to be a pretty decent coordinator on almost any level, especially after what we saw this season. Yeah. College football guidance, college football coach guidance counselor, excuse me, says that Lane Kiffin should probably be a coordinator if he's going to be in a place on a major stage like Alabama, like the NFL. Are you the guidance counselor? Yeah, I'm just making it up as I go along, though. But um, that's me. Uh, yeah. Lane Kiffin's strength, I, I feel like, lies in and by all accounts behind closed doors, recruiting with the reporters. A lot of people find him to be very charming and approachable. Uh, you don't recruit well unless you have charm. It's just impossible we don't necessarily see it with people like urban meyer or lane kiffin but obviously they're they have an ability to connect with people and lane kiffin if he does have a strength recruiting x's and o's and not running a program would be his strengths and alabama was a perfect fit it's tailor-made he has everybody at every position essentially uh with two he had two excellent running backs he had a quarterback that he could mold that didn't have a ton of bad habits like sort of formed in games you know, if he goes to the NFL, he goes to the NFL. And I, you know, again, doesn't seem like he's run a, a more mobile quarterback system. Blake Sims did a fairly good job this past season, but uh, I think Lane Kiffin would be wise to hang out in Alabama as long as possible. It's a, it's a pretty great gig. All things considered, all things considered, uh, not a bad gig at all. No, no. Let's close out with this in terms of actual college football news. Yes. I have actual in air quotes. There were two what? tidbits that came through from the NCAA. The first was that they passed a number of initiatives. Mm -hmm. These mostly apply to just the Power Five. Yeah. But among those initiatives that were approved, schools are now required to make up the difference for the full cost of attendance yeah. that an athletic scholarship doesn't cover. Right. And four-year guaranteed scholarships with some stipulations are now very much a thing. These were two things that have been batted around for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts initially on these? If nothing else, it's a step in the right direction. Um, the, these guys are playing, even just the guys that don't even play in games and practice, they're putting themselves in harm's way and schools do profit from football to an immense degree. Yeah. And the least that these schools can do is ensure if the players want to take advantage of it, the opportunity to get an education and better their own lives and better their own career prospects in and outside of football. 
Um, the full cost of attendance thing is great, hopefully. And I don't know what the status of it is at the moment, but family travel to bowl games and, and whatever the case may be, I think is a huge thing because, you know, when you, when you recruit a kid from far away or something, part of the reason why they might not necessarily consider schools that that might be a really good fit for them academically, athletically, whatever is because of distance. So if you were to erase some of that, that would be fantastic. Um, it's, you know, the more that can be done for the guys that are, are playing the games and earning revenue for the universities, the better. So, you know, I, I hope there's much more to be gained in the future, but certainly a good base to build on. I like the four year guaranteed scholarship. Yeah. Especially if the organization is going to run commercials about mm-hmm. going pro in something other than sports. Yeah. To me, it feels right. And we've heard far too many stories about scholarships being yanked from people. It seems only fair that if you're going to give a scholarship, it's a scholarship. <laughs> it's not yeah. It's not going to be yanked out from underneath you. Not everyone makes it to the NFL. Right. So the fact that some of these kids now who maybe get hurt. Very, very, very few do. Very few do. The fact that these guys now have a bit of a safety net when they decide to make a pretty big life decision, even if it's not all based on football, it's a pretty big life decision when you decide where to go to school now that it's a four-year guaranteed scholarship. Yeah, you you can always come back and finish your degree. That's that's a great thing. That's a good thing. And then finally, before we get into some of our other stuff, the NCAA very controversially decided to return 112 vacated wins to Penn State. This after scholarships were given back to Penn State ahead of schedule and as the bowl ban was lifted ahead of schedule. Of course, Penn State went to and won the pinstripe bowl a couple weeks ago. I don't want to get too deep into this. We have covered the Penn State thing from just about every angle possible. Surprise, Ty. I've got 45 Joe Pot truthers on the line. Yeah, well, (laughs) I don't want to get into all that, but your initial reaction very briefly on the unvacating is that the correct verb yeah Yeah. the unvacating of 112 wins for penn state i think it's much more significant that the bowl ban was lifted and scholarship stuff has been restored as as for record book stuff that's for senior citizens i I mean have you itemized how the returning of all the the vacated wins has changed your life on a daily level as as a penn state graduate Hey, number one, 837 a.m. was at work, thought about all the vacated wins, did a little dance. 1244, thought about the vacated wins that are now back, called my friends and we laughed about how great it all is. Like it's it's a paper thing. And, you know, if if you're a Penn State fan and you love Joe Paterno and all those things, that's great. Cool. You know, move on with your life and uh, let's all be friends. Uh, if, If you feel strongly that Penn State shouldn't get back those wins, you should know that they don't mean much. So it's fine. It's a paper thing. It it is a paper thing. Yeah. The one tweet, though, that jumped out to me, our friend Ben Jones, who's been on this program before, Ben Jones tweeting out that for, and I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially an institution that did its best to pretend Jopa didn't exist, now in some weird way flaunting it in every way possible. We saw the hockey team wear 409 stickers, 409 course total career wins for joe paterno that to me seemed a a bit in poor taste i as a penn state grad 
I wish if this were going to happen, they would just take it in stride and not flaunt it. Look and not at give, us. Yeah, not, not give us. people a reason to be enraged again because we dealt so much with that a couple of years ago that I'd be fine with just not having to deal with it. Let's just all acknowledge it's controversial and wins are just a paper thing. And, right. and, and let's not flaunt this. And I think we both agree that the compromise here is an Anthony Morelli statue. Yes. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that statue would burn to the ground. <laughs> Aw. Anthony Morelli had some moments. Moments, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about it. But let's let's get him that statue. Let's go to our second sponsor of the evening. Uh. Naturebox.com. Yeah. Daniel, life is hectic. Naturebox, delicious snacks, terrible nickname. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be called Naturebox. Life is hectic. Sometimes yeah. it is hard to make the best snacking choices, especially if you're hungry and looking for a quick pick-me-up. Do what we do. Do what the solid verbal does. We actually had a few people tweet us yeah. that they're taking advantage of the naturebox.com deal where you can get delicious, healthy snack options. They've got over 100 nutritionist-approved snacks. They've got yes. something for everyone. All of the snacks have zero artificial flavoring. Mm-hmm. Zero artificial coloring or sweeteners. Zero artifice. grams of trans fats. No high fructose corn syrup. You'll even find snacks with bold flavors you crave without any artificial nonsense in them. Mm -hmm. If you are like us, if you get in the afternoon slump, if you get hungry and irritable, hangry, as fiance Kate would call it. Is she, is she a hangry person? We're both hangry people, actually. Are you? Her more so than me. Do you... Ooh. Do you uh, do you travel with like granola bars in case she gets hangry? I barely no. remember my head, <laughs> let alone snacks in case I get hungry. I'm not I was very good. Say you barely remember because you go into a white hot rage. Well, right. Not so much. Right. I'm just a careless person. Right. Fiance Kate gets very hungry and irritable. Mm. Okay. She okay. would admit to that. So if she hears this, okay. she won't get mad at me. Go and grab some sriracha roasted cashews from Nature Box. Go and try the pistachio power clusters or the Big Island pineapple. You can go to the website and find all sorts of I had the Big Island favorites. pineapple today, Ty. Really? Yeah, we're NatureBox fans at the SB Nation, the Vox Media office. Yeah. Had the, the pineapple today, and it was a great pick-me-up. I actually, I needed I was there early to shoot video. I had coffee, but that, you know, it's just, that's, it's liquid, Tyler. I needed something of substance. Got those, uh, got those pineapple rings, gave me a great burst. There you go. So here's how you can try it out. Mm -hmm. If you want to try Nature Box for free, you can get a trial box featuring five of their most popular snacks. Shouldn't they get free. Ric Flair to do these breeds with us? <laughs> Nature Box Ric Flair? <laughs> One letter off. Oh, my no. God. Start your free trial. Naturebox.com slash verbal. If you're going to snack, be smart about it with Nature Box. One more time, naturebox.com slash verbal. You can get a free trial box of delicious snacks. Do it. They're, they're really good. All right. I believe we got some email, did we not? Did get some email. Let me uh, play the sound. Congratulations, Skippy. You've got mail. You've got mail on the solid verbal. As often as we can, we do our best. I botched that up. Excuse me. Okay. No, do it again. Do it for everybody. As often as we can... Yes. We do our best to pay homage <sighs> to those of you who write into the inbox at solidverbal at gmail.com. Yeah. It is my understanding that we got 
an incredible message from someone with, uh, with uh, well, someone demanding life advice. Yeah, we did get a life advice question. Was there anything else with college football you want to do, or you want to let's let's do our when are we recording next Thursday? Yeah, later this you week. Do a, let's do Thursday. Let's do a stock up and stock down on Thursday. A, a buy low, sell high kind of thing. On so you Thursday. want to go teams or players or? Uh, mostly teams, but if there's players that you want to stake it, let's see. Today is Monday, January 19th. Yep. So Thursday would be 21 to the 22nd. Okay. So we'll say January 22nd, three days before my half birthday tie. Wow. We can put, we can plant our flag and say something like Notre Dame national champion rowing, um, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, let's, let's do our, our buy low sell high kind of thing on Thursday. But yeah, we got a good life advice question. In okay, here. so here's here's what we're gonna do. We'll we'll do yeah. buy low, sell high on Thursday. Yes, we're gonna try and record. We've got two two shows per week until the end of January. Damn, we're how gonna, much are we charging? We're charging free, I believe. Yes, we're like the Nature Box free trial. Woo! But next week, at the beginning part of next week, before you go out to Arizona for the Super Bowl, yeah, let's do our Verbi nomination show. Oh, love it. Let's do that. I will compile all of the Verbies nominations. We will find our favorites. We will unveil the nominees. We'll open up the polling for a week or two on our website, solidverbal.com. And then we'll do the Verbies at some point in early February. A little bit of a teaser for those of you that watch the Oscar nominations. Dick Poop also nominated for a Verbie. There you go. Did you watch that? Did you see the Dick Poop? I had. I have no idea what the Dick Poop is. You don't know what is. I'm talking about? I have no idea. Oh, there's some like cinematographer whose name is Dick Pope. Okay. And it's, you know, they get like actors and actresses on some sort of, you know, sort of a, a very nice press conferences and they're reading like Julianne Moore, Meryl Streep, you know, and then it's, there's it like cinematography and it was a bunch of really difficult names to pronounce. Dick Pope, not a difficult name to pronounce. And sure enough, Dick Poop. <laughs> Dick Poop. Oh. I saw it was trending on Twitter. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Yeah, or it was just like a, a, a really hilarious new name to call people you don't like. That is um, tremendous. Yeah, so Verbi nominations, buy low, sell high, stock report. Um, all right. This comes to us from Andrew. And Hello, normally, Andrew. we like to give advice to people um, poorly anyway, but we like to give advice to people using our, our wisdom and gained experience. Would you say this is fair? What little wisdom and gained experience we have. Yes, we do. We do our best to apply it in these situations. So this is coming to us from a, uh, a person, a gentleman who is older than you and me, um, older than you and I, excuse me. See, this is a bad move for him uh, calling on us, but that's fine. Right. Um, but I like this. I, this is ambitious. Okay. This comes from, from Andrew. He says, Dan and Ty, thank you again for a great season, solid verbal. And I look forward to the off season podcast. My question is one of those life advice questions. And you two are the perfect age for this. I recently turned 40, but do not look at parenthetically. I get told early thirties. So okay. a tie age, if you will. Yep. I myself look early to mid twenties. Um, now when I was younger, I'd occasionally run into guys in their forties who seemed and acted like they were much younger. They seemed fine until one of their quote tells gave way to the fact that they were older. Sometimes it was even a young from afar, but far from young thing. I want to avoid this. I'm pretty darned happy. Ooh, didn't mean to, to say the D word on the show, um, with my life and have no problem being 40. What pitfalls can I avoid? I have a few coworkers that are your age that I hang out with socially on occasion, but I think I've given a few ladies a surprise. Any advice is appreciated. Note, I do dress wow. like an adult. No worries on that front. Okay. So right off the bat, I would say don't dress 
too much like an adult, but don't dress too much like a youth. You have to find a good middle ground on that. So here, here's what I'd say in terms of the dress. I, I'm glad yeah. that he added at the end that he dresses like an adult. Yeah. Because my first thought before he included that parenthetical mm-hmm. was a general rule of thumb. Basically, don't dress like Danny Cannell in that old ESPN Unite show. <laughs> don't just wear hoodies and skinny jeans. Like, don't don't dress like Poochie from The Simpsons. Like, hey, everybody. Don't be Danny Cannell from ESPN Unite. Don't dress up in the hoodie and like try to go grunge when you're when you're you know, in a serious setting. So don't do that. Yeah. Don't go for the full roast. Just season it with younger stuff. Also, I would offer again, just general life, regardless of age, no affliction t-shirts, no affliction, no Ed Hardy t-shirts. There's no need for that. I think all that's any age, any age, general life advice. Do people still buy that stuff? Oh yeah. Come on. Come on over here, man. The suburbs than I am. I'm sure there are people that do that. Come out with me on a Friday. I don't go out much on a Friday night. I'm 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 turning down that offer. (laughs) But if you want, we'll go out in Allentown. I'll show you some Ed Hardy and affliction t-shirts. I know where they hang out. Yeah. I I would, I would say the best way to behave like you're 40 is behave like you're 36. You know, don't try to, you know, remember, did you, I'm sure you saw mean girls. I've seen Mean Girls, yeah. Yeah, remember Amy Poehler's character yeah. where she's like wearing like the the juicy sweatsuits, like, "Hey guys, I'm at some apple tannins. Don't be the equivalent of that. The equivalent of that as a, as a forty year old. Um, you know, wear clothes that fit. If he dresses like an adult, that's fantastic. Um, don't treat people like you are. Don't I guess don't be condescending. Don't be. It, it's it's sort of the general life stuff. If you're not a dad, he doesn't indicate that he's married and with kids or anything like that. Um, just, I, I think the biggest uh, compliment you could give somebody is that they're very comfortable in their own skin. So it's just sort of having a loose confidence in who you are. And uh, and I think he'll be fine. He does mention that he's very comfortable being 40. So I think if that's yeah. the case, if he's comfortable with his age, I don't think he's really in any danger. It's a, it's a good question, though. And I will add, and I'm not like tooting my own horn here. Right. You'll understand in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't all that long ago that I just turned 30. And right. that summer after I turned 30, mm-hmm. I was at the R-rated movie and got carded before they let me buy a ticket. So Damn. my hunch is that I will fall into a very similar category unless something goes horribly wrong mm-hmm. when I turn 40. The fact that he's listening to podcasts, I would say do your best to stay current with everything, but don't make a big deal of how current you are. Right. So it's just sort of like go on Twitter, go on, you know, know what things are. Um, I'm I'm treating this like I'm giving advice to an 80 year old, like yeah. stay up with the kids. But that, you know, that kind of thing where it's just like, don't refuse to to sort of see what's out there, I guess, um, in terms of culture. Um but this, this is actually a good entry point to something I want to talk about with you. Okay. This is our final topic here. Again, it's solidverbal at gmail.com. If you're interested yeah. in mailing in your own stuff, find us on Facebook. That's always a good place to post questions on mm-hmm. Twitter, on FanCred. I actually um, have, a, I have a two-pronged question. A two-pronged you. question. Okay. Did you know about the movie Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow? Sliding Doors. Sliding Doors. Vaguely. Okay. I, I saw it a long time ago. It's basically like... What would happen if your life got altered in a significant way? Like she made a train, like the doors were closing, like a a subway, and she slipped through and then like met the love of her life on that train. So you're getting married this spring. So by the time you reach 40, a few years away, good chunk of time away, 
Mm. Yes. Yep. I'm assuming by the time you hit 40, you're probably going to be Papa H, right? The potential exists, Dan. <laughs> I'm not but making any guarantees in this show. I'm just saying the, 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 the possibility exists. By the time you're 40, it is within reason that you could be Papa H. Yes. So what are your advanced thoughts about fatherhood? My advanced thoughts on fatherhood. Yes, like if like if you were scouting Ty Hildenbrandt, dad, yeah, forty years old, what what pitfalls do you want to avoid? Yeah, and what where do you think you project? We talked about the draft. Yeah, draft is all about projection, projecting talent. Right. So, do you feel like you're going to be like goofy dad jokes, doing magic tricks, uh, embarrassing at sleepovers? Do you feel like you're going to be just like mellow? Do you feel like you'd be disciplinarian? What, how are you projecting yourself as Papa H? Right. I have a, there's a bit of a worrying streak that I get from Mama H. True. Projecting that forward into potential fatherhood right. is not something I'm very excited about. Okay. I could see myself having a hard time with that. So bit of a worrier. A bit of a you worrier. Will be, you will be the one like baby proofing the house. Yeah, like with the kid eats, like I'd be afraid the kid would choke all the time. Like stuff like that. I I would have a hard time with that. That would definitely be a uh, a. The good news is you're a you're a terrible sleeper. You don't require a ton of ton of sleep. I'm an advanced human being, Dan. Right. So I think absolutely the sleep thing would not necessarily be a problem for me. The pitfall yeah. would be the worrying. I think my my strength would probably be uh, my ability to connect with the youth. Because really? oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I tell you, I think you'd be a fantastic dad. I'm, I'm very regard. good at connecting with the uh, with yeah. the youth. I, I, I oh, can... I thought you said you wouldn't be. I thought oh, that no, would no. be a pitfall. No, no, no. One of the strengths would be this would be a uh, a significant. No, you're strength. huge in Japan. Kids love you. I'm not. Thank you. I'm not. Uh, I'm not so tall as to be intimidating. Right. To the young child, and I am. Uh, I can peer into their soul. Sure. And uh, establish a connection. So I'd be. I'd be very good at connecting with them, and. Uh, unfortunately communicating on their level i'm a communicator okay. dan fair enough how about fair you enough. um well i'm not in, i'm not in the situation that you are so i'm I, i'm much more of a raw prospect at this but point but we could also say not unreasonable that by the time dan oh by the time i'm 40, 40 sure absolutely um no I, i'm gonna be total goof embarrassing dad yeah i'm gonna be total goof embarrassing dad i'm gonna be i'm gonna i'm gonna break every rule that i just laid out for andrew yeah. in the email i am going to be like so what are we listening to the hip-hop i'm gonna be really bad are in you that gonna regard. dress like I, danny cannell though i'm gonna dress like i'm gonna dress like danny tanner <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> i'm gonna host wake up san francisco um oh no i just need my aunt becky is what i need yeah um, now, um, no, I, I'm very confident in my abilities. I, 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 I feel like I'm, I'm an Andrew Luck already. I'm, I'm, I'm a finished product. Okay. Um, but my sliding doors thing with you is as follows, and we're going to tie it all together to the reverbs. So let's say we go back a few years. You're at Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you're going to the SI office just to meet with everybody. Obviously, you're a writer and work remotely. But let's say you come across one of the swimsuit models. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying you start dating. I'm not saying anything romantic even happens, but I'm saying you're charming and word gets out about you. That sports illustrated has this charming writer. Right. And all of a sudden you're this hot shot new writer for sports illustrated. And everybody knows Ty Hildenbrandt. And you know, let's say you sort of get to the level where you're sort of the new Kirk Herbstreet. 
Oh. You're this charming guy. Word gets out about you. You're I'm not afraid to say it on the show in front of our, our many, many listeners. You're a good looking guy, Ty. OK, thank um, you. Let's say word gets out and suddenly you're just like you, you got some buzz about you as a personality and as a human professionally, yep. personally, whatever. And you get invited. You're 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 in your early 30s now mm-hmm. to be the next bachelor mm. sliding doors situation. Yeah. Projecting forward, Ty Hildenbrandt, official The Bachelor. Yeah. How do you feel like your temperament, your bravado, your charm, your whatever translates to you selecting? It's 30 women it's, initially? It's it's a lot of 25, women. 25, yeah. 30 women? Sure, dozens. Would you be overwhelmed? Do you feel like you'd be able to Ooh. compartmentalize? You're very organized. No, I'm do not. You, you're not organized. No, God, no. Okay, so you're not very organized. No. Do you feel like you would be making rash decisions, making out with three different women on the first night? Do you feel like you could pace yourself? Do you feel like you could acquit yourself well on camera with, and listen, they're not all beautiful, but they're all interesting in their own special okay. way. So I, first off, how are you as a public bachelor with a number of hungry, hungry women? I will say this. It was a very awkward four to five month period several years ago. Mm-hmm. When Andrew Firestone was one of the bachelors <laughs> and everyone, everyone told me I looked like Andrew Firestone. Yeah. Okay. So that's, I, you know, at the time I was openly protesting the bachelor mm-hmm. since uh, becoming a fianced, I've mm-hmm. taken nicely to the show. And I believe we need to now incorporate the bachelor into each of our episodes. Oh, I don't know if we can go that far. Cause I just don't have the two hours in me, but yes, I, I think it's a fair time. We'll find some weird way to so incorporate often. it. Yeah. Yes. But, um, my first thought is that I'd be overwhelmed, sensory overload, probably terrified to have a camera in my face through that process. I don't know how I'd handle it. My hunch is that the women would find me stunningly nerdy and it would take a special someone to find that attractive. Well, I mean, I keep podcast in mind, this, Dan. this is a sliding. No, no, no. But this is a sliding door universe. A sliding this door is, universe. This is charming SI TV hotshot Ty Hildenbrandt. Right. Keep in mind, hotshot, charming, SI rider tie, Kirk Herbstreet Street right. tie, right. still has some shred of him that is interested in podcasting from his old room at his mother's house. I'm saying, but I'm saying sliding door, that version. Maybe you, you have similar interests. I have that part of me. And you're digitally forward. In my soul. Sure. But it has, but I'm saying alternate universe. Maybe the solid verbal doesn't exist. Right. So I'm saying alternate universe do you feel like at the core of your being you'd be able to withhold from letting four different women grab your hand and take you into a suite take you behind the waterfall and all they want to do is just ravage your bones do you feel like you have the gravitas do you feel like you have the ability to be like it's great to meet you i can't wait to like or do you like let's let's do this yeah um Alternate universe tie could probably handle that. Okay. Alternate so you feel like you'd tie. be able to be like, you, you'd be able to give out the roses at, at a, a, a reasonable discretion. You'd pick girls that you were more aligned with necessarily than aren't just coming at you wearing the least amount of clothes. Yeah. Over uh, alternate universe tie. Yeah. Alternate universe tie, a different tie could probably handle that. Okay. Current and- tie. If current tie were, were single and ready to mingle and in that situation, I'd, I would right. I would probably spontaneously combust. Do you feel like Mama H would watch The Bachelor if you were on it? God, I hope not. 
<laughs> I think she would love it. I think she would love it. I would love to. They all would visit you, right? Visit Mama H at the end, the final. Mama H watching The Bachelor would be the single biggest reason I wouldn't go on The Bachelor. I don't think I could handle that conversation. I think you on The Bachelor with Mama H, it would outrate the college football playoff. I don't think I could handle that. I think you'd be so fantastically uncomfortable. It would be must-see TV. I don't think I... You know, that that spot where they do like the video chat back home. Um, I don't I don't even know what I do. I don't. Would think... you work out like crazy before going on? Because they're always like the shots of the dudes showering and stuff. <sighs> yeah, it's a little weird. Um, I mean, I guess I guess you'd have to. That probably comes in the contract that you have to take up the personal trainer bit. God, it would be great to have like a gif of you uncomfortably showering as the bachelor. I, uh, what, would it? <laughs> it'd be hilarious. I mean, it'd be like the funniest thing that would. I might combust from laughter. Yeah, I'm just this alternate universe is so great. I mean, I'm not painfully awkward or anything like that. I just don't. I don't know if I have the mental capacity to handle a situation like that. Would you agree to go on in this alternate universe? In the alternate universe, sure. You would go on The Bachelor in an alternate universe. Yeah. Hot shot Ty Hildenbrandt. Alternate universe. Okay. If I'm the hotshot, yeah. That'd be good for your brand. It worked for Jesse Palmer. Did work for Jesse Palmer. I mean, the bachelor part of it did not work, but yes, his life life worked out, certainly. The brand building, the Darren Ravel portion of his life worked out quite well. How, what, so of your four finalists, would you want all four there for the possibility of love, or would you have like one wild card there physically? I'd probably have a wild card. I think you have to. I think you got to leave your options open. Yeah. I wouldn't select the wild card, right? but you have to go in assuming that it's just not going to work anyway. Yeah. But if you're going in knowing that the, the chances of it working are so bad that you got to have at least one wild card, I'd, I'd go as far as having two wild cards in there. This is a very, very deep conversation, Dan. Yeah. You are a master conversationalist, Dan. I would, ah, man, Ty, what is it called? The, the, the suite at the end, the fantasy suite, the fantasy suite, Yeah. man. I don't know what I, I I don't know what I would do. I can't imagine what you would do when it starts getting into the that because it's it always seems like it's in a tropical place. Yeah. I, are you are you do you feel like even alternate universe Ty would have the ability to say no to beautiful women? No. Scantily clad no. bathing wear. Could you? No, absolutely not. I don't think I could. I would have a very I think I would have a more difficult time later on than earlier on. Oh, early yeah. on, it's just fun and you're just narrowing down whatever. You don't really have to keep track. But like. My big concern, and this speaks to how weird I am, would be like keeping stories straight. Like, wait, was your dad the orthodontist? No. Yeah. Shoot. It was Cheryl's. I don't, think I, I don't think I could do it. I'd be impossible for me to keep everything straight. In an just alternate like the universe. Stories. In an alternate universe. Right. That version of me maybe could, but um, present day, Ty, no way. Yeah. I, oh, I don't think that'd I be could. a struggle for me. I'd be a mess. By the way, we should point out that Sliding Door is available for $2.99 now on Amazon Instant Video for those playing the home game. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm Not glad we sponsored. got to the bottom of this. Not sponsored by Sliding Doors, the 1998 uh, chick flick. Slash. You know, Paul, Paul Tro's catalog is pretty strong, I will say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It gets better with age. Not unlike Miss Paltrow. Fun show. Yeah. Thanks again for tuning in. Some people did note on Twitter and on Facebook and on email that their RSS feed, their podcast feed for us did some weird things. We are beginning some long overdue maintenance on the podcast feed. 
So you will see some minor changes. You may see at some point over the next couple of weeks, a bunch of old shows try to download on your phone. If that happens, we apologize in advance. Just know that we know it's happening. Feel free to cancel those downloads. Or you can re-download them and help our numbers if you so desire. But we do know what we're doing. It won't last very long. We just need to take care of this before long. Yep. Okay. Thanks again to everyone who listened in. Thanks again to our two sponsors, Bombas and NatureBox. Do check those deals out. Thank you again to you, Mr. Rubenstein, for being a good sport as always. Yeah. Well, thanks thanks to you, Ty, because I, th- I feel like we're, we're starting to take that pickaxe. We're getting we're getting there. Yeah, we are. We're digging a tunnel to your core. And it's going to be an awkward conversation when fiance I'm leading Kate. the way. I've got that, that helmet headlight thing. Let's do this, guys. Let's get gritty. You're spelunking is what you're saying. Oh, life spelunker, Dan Rubenstein. I need business cards. For that guy over there, Mr. Dan Rubenstein, for myself, Ty Hildebrand, thanks again for tuning in to The Solid Verbal. We will catch you all in a few days. In the meantime, enjoy your week. Stay warm. Stay solid. Peace.